449 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... My phone clicked off on me. There we go. I'm going to give you a little advice. There's a force in the universe that makes things happen. And all you have to do is get in touch with it. Stop thinking. Let things happen. And be the ball. Nice. Yes. Little... Little Chevy Chase action there from one of my all-time favorite comedies, uh, Caddyshack. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you, sir, as you're rubbing your tired eyes? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, I slept in today. Oh, my. I woke up at 5.30, as normal. (laughs) Okay. And then, see, yesterday it didn't work. I woke up at 5.30 yesterday, and I never went back to sleep. Yeah. I do it every New Year's almost. Well, I do it almost every day, but I mean, like... It always happens on New Year's where I get up at 5 in the morning. Yeah. New Year's Eve day. Yeah. And uh, never took a nap, went, gone back, and, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I made it to about 1 o'clock last night, maybe one thirty. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. And then... Woke up at 5.30, 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, that sucks. I was like, screw this. I'm going back to sleep. So I yeah. went back to sleep. Got up around 10.30. Went outside. Yeah. Had a smoke. Yeah. Aliens landed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, scared me to death. For those who, who don't know, who don't live in the area, apparently there was some sort of unidentified boom. Yeah, it, that's the only way we describe it that uh, took place. And uh, like no, like I've heard like they're saying it was no seismic activity, but like apparently the the National Weather Association is saying it may have been a meteor that exploded, but nobody's been able to confirm that. <laughs> right. I, I don't know if with all this technology, to, yeah. how. Yeah, I'm not sure if anybody's talked to NASA about this, but... I mean, I, I'm not into conspiracy theories or anything. Yeah. Because I usually don't like them. Yeah. Because they just go down wormholes that oh, yeah. just become ridiculous. Yeah. I'm not saying that aliens landed last today at 10.30 in the morning or 11 in the morning. Right. I'm just saying that there was a massive boom. Yeah. Which initially I thought was thunder because it was raining. Right. But I was waiting for anything else, and nothing ever came. Yeah. Um, and it was so loud that it shook the windows on my house outside. Yeah. I felt the shaking in my chair. And the interesting thing about it is when you get something that loud, when you get something that loud, yeah, it echoes through the valley. Right. It rolls. Yeah. This never rolled. No, it didn't. It never rolled through the valley. Yeah. So it was definitely something other than, I don't know what it was. Yeah. But it just didn't roll. I mean, when you get something that big hit, it'll, you'll hear it over, over, over. Yeah. It'll over, roll through the valley. I didn't hear any of that crap. So then I said, well, may, there must have been an explosion at the airport or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. to cause something of that magnitude. Yeah, because we're pretty close to the county airport. Right. And uh, waiting and didn't hear anything. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean. So I reported it as an earthquake. Yeah. 
Um, just because when it hit, I mean, not only did it rattle and shake, nothing fell over or anything, but all the dog, every single dog in this neighborhood went apeshit. Oh yeah. Um, so it was, I guess, similar. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. This is very strange. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, we've had meteors hit here before. Yeah. Not, nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is a very weird thing. Like, I, I didn't have quite the experience that you had. <laughs> um, Some strange I mean, shit. I heard it. It didn't rattle our windows or anything. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a couple of miles away from you. So by the time it got to me, it was just sound like a boom. Yeah. But it was just an odd thing. It was like, you know, what the fuck was that? You know, and, uh, it was weird. Yeah. It definitely came from... Then, well, then I thought maybe... I even I have a text to prove that I said this, but I also said, well, maybe it was a sonic boom. Yeah. But then I didn't hear any kind of... I didn't hear any Anything kind of else. jets or... Yeah. You know. Yeah. Nothing low flying. Right. Um, and we have... Jets and all kinds of shit going into the international airport. Yeah. Known and unknown. I mean, sometimes you don't know what goes into that international, that little yeah, county, county airport. airport. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, Sonic Boom is not out of the complete question. But, I mean, they heard this all the way in Morgantown. Yeah. So, Sonic, I don't know if a Sonic Boom can travel that far. No. I wouldn't think so. No. You know what I mean? And you've heard sonic booms at air shows. Yeah. And I don't think it sounded like that. No. Not with that much power. No. And it's, it's it was one of those things... Because um, initially I thought it was localized to this area. Right. And like, again, like for people who don't know the area, like there's Pittsburgh International Airport, which is where you know all the commercial flights land. And then there's... Allegheny County Airport, which is a very large and very busy airport where a lot of private jets land. That's also actually where, like, if uh, the Goodyear blimp comes to town or, you know, for a baseball game or a football game, that's where it will land. Um, You know, so it's it's actually a really large airport, but it just doesn't service commercial airlines. No, but, I mean, um, I'm sure Amazon would fly into there. Like, I'm sure, like, there's business there, not but, just commercial jets. I yeah, think. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you have the. Again, I, I don't think the airport is capable of handling anything larger. I didn't know this. Yeah, from from a landing standpoint, that I don't think it's ca- like from the runway standpoint, I don't think it's capable of handling anything larger than and like a jet, like a large private jet. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, like I don't think you could land. Or take off a uh, a commercial, like a seven forty seven. There, I know at one point they wanted to do that. They wanted to expand the runway mm. for that, but I don't think they were able to buy the land. I see. But um, I know at one point, like it was like something they talked about to relieve pressure from Pittsburgh International. I see. And I think, like in case of an emergency, they can land there, but it's like a a hard landing. Okay. You know, I mean, you mean like, like Air Force One or something like that. Yeah. 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 Like, or, you know, if a commercial air, like if something happened at an international airport, I think they could land there, mm. but it would be like a, a rough emergency, like military landing. I see. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be 
comfortable at all. <laughs> yeah, because this this airport has like hangers and yeah. all kinds of shit there. Anyway. Yeah, but I mean, you get like a lot of like, you know, I remember what the, uh, it was at one conference here that one, uh, the G8 or whatever that was. The summit, yeah. Yeah, the G8 summit that they held in Pittsburgh. And they, all the planes landed at Pittsburgh International. I see. Because um, Nancy's sister works for Port Authority right there, and their garage is right there next to the airport. Mm. And she was talking about like all the 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 odd planes that were landing and uh, all the international license plates, oh, like you know, for like the diplomacy, like you know, it was like. An interesting thing, like like diplomatic immunity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So has been revoked. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Danny Glover. So, so yeah, it's a kind of a core. So it's big enough where like you could have had something like that explode, and think, well, that's what you know, or you would think that maybe something happened up there. Yeah. Because a, it's a very busy airport, and two. The airplanes are large enough, like where it's it's not like a small airport that's just landing like Cessnas. They, you know, we're talking, you know, private private jets. Right. So, <clears throat> it was crazy. Yeah. So it was very strange. It was a strange phenomenon. It was. I, yeah. I don't really know how else to chalk it up. Yeah. It's just a weird. Uh, and we'll never get an answer for it. It'll be one of those things like, you know, <laughs> like, and how'd you kick off January of 2022? Oh, yeah, that's right. The day the aliens landed. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Hey, man, we might be broadcasting next week. Yeah. No, but... Uh, and I, for one, welcome our alien overlords. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> is very strange. Yeah. Um... I mean, was there an impact site? <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, nobody said anything. Someone like, said shit. No. How can we not track that crap? I'm sure we like, can. Like this is. I, I know. I saw. I saw what you're getting ready to show me. The tweet from. Uh, uh, where was that? I got a picture of it. Weather Association or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Well, we got this little place identified here. No lightning in the area. And yeah. Yeah. We've been getting a lot of questions about a large explosion that was heard over southwest Pennsylvania earlier today. Data from GOES-16 may provide a clue. The image is a product of a, mil- of a satellite's geostationary lightning mapper function showing total optical energy, basically a measure of flash intensity. You can see the flash is showing up here in the area from, of western Washington County. The flash does not appear to be connected to any lightning activity in the area. One possible explanation is that a meteor exploded at some level above the ground. We don't have any confirmation of this at this time, but it seems to be the most likely explanation. Mm. And no one saw a meteor. No one saw a flash of light. Yeah. No one saw anything. All they heard was a boom. Yeah. At 10.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's not like it happened at 5 a.m. Yeah. This happened to, like, people were out. Yeah. No video footage of anything. No. 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 <laughs> so. I keep seeing these footage, like, people, like, 
Help me molder in a scully. Right. Be my only hope. Like their back porch. Yeah. Yeah, like it's their cams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, their security cameras or whatever, you know, and they're showing like, you know, the back porch, nothing, all of a sudden you see something move. Yeah. Or the koi pond, which I found was very interesting. Did you see that one? No. Ah. This guy had this huge koi pond on his property and he has a camera on his koi pond, Mm -hmm. whether it be a, you know, mountable camera. He had something on the koi pond. Right. Maybe something was trying to get his koi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he wanted to see what varmints were trying to get in there. (laughs) Via bear, whatever. Because it looked like a very country type setting. Yeah. And uh, you see the koi swimming around. All of a sudden, that exact time hit and they just fucking spook. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they fucking come up and jump out of the water. They yeah. move to another end of the thing. So it shook the ground. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, like, and like, so, I mean, it's we're talking from all the way from people are feeling this all the way, like in I don't know Butler County, all the way down to Morgantown. Yeah. That's a pretty wide array of yeah. That's, that's a, a lot of miles area. there. Yeah, for a boom. For a boom. Yeah. All saying that they heard the same type of boom. Right. So. Now we just await the rising of the Kraken from the Nongahela River. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> or his sister came down to meet his brother. Yeah. Um, the dormant sea monster <laughs> of the mon- of the mon. Yeah. But I, I found it very odd. I don't know, I have to say. I've been through some odd shit in western Pennsylvania. There's been earthquakes here before. Um, I've been through one of them. Um... Um, in McKeesport when I lived there there was an earthquake when I was yeah. about 10 or 11 maybe 12 somewhere in that area yeah I it shook that. the house and so there was an earthquake that I mean it's, it's not common but it does happen um, we do technically like there's a fault line somewhere near here yeah I know that but it's like it's like so tight like it's, it very rarely moves Right, and this was a boom, though. Yeah. I mean, this was this sounded atmospheric. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't... I don't know. I, I don't remember a boom being with an earthquake. I remember a boom like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, I, I don't know. It, it's very... It's a very weird situation. So, anyway. Yeah, so that's what we got going on. I, I'm just telling you, no one saw a flashlight. And I know it's cloudy and gray and da 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 But if something is going to cause that much noise from A to B to C, you know, there's going to be some kind of light getting through. <laughs> Do you know right. What I mean? And, like, I mean, like, if, like you said, something atmospheric, like, if it's something that, like, if it is the quote-unquote meteor that they're talking about, quote-unquote, yeah. <laughs> you know, like... You'd think somebody would have said, yeah, I saw that in the sky. Yeah. I saw a big explosion in the sky. Something. Yeah. Something that far down. Yeah. You'd at least see the light through the clouds. About the size of an Imperial Star Destroyer. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But you'd see the light through the clouds. Yeah. I mean, you'd see, like, you know, like like lightning in clouds. You wouldn't see electrical streaks, but you'd see... The explosion. Yeah, through the cloud line. I mean, if you could see lightning, you're going to see this. Yeah. I just find it very odd. Yeah. 
it's a, it's a question that'll never be answered. It'll be like a thing of like, well, how did 2022 start? Oh yeah, that's right, that big boom that nobody could identify. Yeah. You know. I just want. I'm sure somebody in the government somewhere is like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, like, like <laughs> I mean, like they track shit all the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how do, I mean, they do. I mean, they have programs. Yeah. That track asteroids. Yeah. And meteors and everything else. Yeah, like, you know, near-Earth objects and shit like that, yeah. I mean, we're that advanced to where we can track that kind of shit. Right. So, but yeah. So it would have picked up something in that. I would think so, yeah. I mean, even if it was tiny, I, they would still be able to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Wow. So, anyway, yeah. So, that was my morning. So then I made breakfast. Lunch <laughs> <laughs> at that point. So what 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 did you do for for New Year's? Like like what did you do for New Year's Eve? Because like you were up to one thirty, which is shocking, in of itself. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. We had family over. We had food. Yeah. Um, and Bree made meatball subs. Hmm. Um, I, uh, we had some cheese, went, you know, at nine and then we put some uh, hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that out at like, um, you know, 10, 11. Yeah. Cheese crackers, apples, stuff like that. <coughs> Champagne and then, and then, uh, yeah, it's really it. Yeah. Just watched some TV and then crashed. It was not, wasn't really that eventful. Yeah. It's yeah, family over. That was, that was about it. Yeah, I worked till ten. Nine, did you? Yeah. And then uh, after work, I watched wrestling. We watched uh, some wrestling that Nancy had had missed. And then, uh, like at two minutes to midnight, she wanted to see what happens. Like apparently on Animal Crossing, like she had like this big clock up that was counting down. So at two minutes to midnight, we switched over to Animal Crossing, so she could watch the New Year ring in on her. Her island and wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's either that or watch the ball drop in New York City. And I'll be honest, I would have taken this over the ball drop in New York City. Yeah, it wasn't that eventful. Yeah, so so that's what we watched that, and then uh, I was watching. Uh, they were flipping it. Yeah. Um, Between uh, Dick Clark's and uh, Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson. Oh, good God. Yeah, but I like Pete Davidson. Um, Do you? I think he's fu- Sometimes I think he's funny. Like, when he's in SNL, he's yeah. funny as fuck. Okay. Like, I, I think he's very funny in SNL. Okay. In that cast. Yeah. Outside, I don't really find him that funny. Yeah. Um... So anyway, um, and there was some music on. I, I just rather listen to some music. The girl that was hosting with Ryan Seacrest or whatever, yeah, was absolutely the most annoying person. I think I I, I don't know. I I think I've ever tried to watch. Was it Jenny McCarthy? No, no. Oh, okay. No, this was some other chick. She's okay. well known. I don't know her. Yeah, yeah. Um, well known singer and actress. She was just she was absolutely annoying. Um. That's why I kept flipping it yeah. back and over because I really just wanted to watch Journey. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I did. I, mean, I know. I, that was the whole reason that I wanted to, I wanted to see this guy live. And yeah, you know. <clears throat> so anyway, so I did get to see Journey, which they were great, and uh, but like the one with Cyrus and Davidson, like. I didn't like him at this point. It was stupid. Yeah. Um, Cyrus was goofy, but I think it was kind of written into that part. Yeah. Because I don't actually, I don't like, I don't mind Miley Cyrus. She doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. She doesn't. I think she actually has a pretty good voice. Um, and she writes actually decent songs or collaborates with her father. But I mean, at the same respect, I think right. she's a decent singer. Right. Um, so anyway, and so she sang. She sang a Blondie tune and she sang something else, which I thought was actually pretty good. Um, but, you know, Pete Davidson, like, you can almost hear, like, the a pin drop when he spoke. Like, he was yeah. just so out of touch, it seems. And at one point, he started talking about blowjobs. I was like, something like that. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, you got kids up watching this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I know. I get it. I, I get it. I'm like, not trying to be like censor everything or right. nothing. But I mean, here's my point you know though. What like, I mean. if if, if, if you're if you're the adult, it's, it was almost distasteful. Right. If you're the adult who had who's who's like, hey, let's watch Miley Cyrus and Pete Davidson on New Year's Eve, and expecting a good, clean, wholesome family show. No, nah. boy, you tuned into the wrong show. I didn't expect clean and wholesome, <clears throat> but I, I did expect some level of. Talking about blowjobs and shit like that. Oh, I, I, I think that went over the mark. Okay. I mean, they don't even do that on SNL. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm just surprised. Like, you know, Molly wasn't showing her vag. You know. Yeah, it wasn't like that. I, mean, I know. What I'm saying is like, like it just. I don't know. I think it should have gotten like a mature rating. I mean, if you're going to be like that, right. you know what I mean? I think there should be a warning for kids because kids at three or five, six, seven years old stay up that late. Right. I get that. I'm just saying like, if, I'm going to put a little bit of onus on an adult who's got to like, you know, which do I think is going to be more family friendly? Well, well, I think Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Is, sure. Now, if this know. was on Fox or somewhere else like that, then okay, I get it. But it wasn't. It was on like, I don't know. I think NBC. I, whatever, yeah. whatever ch- channel it was. It was NBC. It was a prime time network. Yeah. Which I think actually should, probably should have should have got a a mature rating. Right. For something like that, uh, you're going to show sh- that kind of right. Crap. I mean, it should get a mature rating. You're right, but at the same time, like you know, I just put the onus. Well, you started parent. bringing that shit up, you know, and it was yeah. almost like you can almost hear the pin drop. Right. It's like, oh, that was rough. Right. No, I'm I not in my house, like on TV. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, because nobody expects shit. I mean, and, and you know, Pete Davidson. I, I, look, I think he's like the golem who somehow like scores hot chicks. Okay. Like, I have no idea how the fuck that guy does it. He's like, oh, chicks like funny guys. No, the guy looks like fucking golem. Okay. Okay. And yet he's like, you know, banging Kim Kardashian. Like, how the <laughs> fuck does that work? You know, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. I look like golem. And I ain't fucking Kim Kardashian. I'm yeah. pretty fucking funny. <laughs> you know. So, my, my, my point is, like, like, he's, like, the guy who's, like, he's mildly funny, but, like, in that situation where he's trying to, like, make a name for himself, and he's on with Miley Cyrus, who, let's be honest, is, like, 
a shock queen. Yeah. Like, the fact that it wasn't her that talk, was talking about blowjobs is the shocking part. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I just, to me, like, that would be like, you know, if I was an adult raising a child, I'd be like, oh, no, we are not watching that. <laughs> right. There is no good that can come from this. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we we made the fatal mistake today. We, we put on... Um... A Netflix show. Clerks 2? No. <laughs> it was something we've been waiting to watch. Cobra Kai. Well, we started that. Um, okay. Scorpion. Uh, something. I don't remember. Okay. But it was a show we've been waiting to watch. It's, yeah. You know, and I was like, okay, well, we're all here. Anna doesn't necessarily want to watch it. We're going to start it. And we started watching it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. It's too much for the little one. <laughs> Like it was, it was more. It was. It wasn't like blood. I mean, the kid can watch anything bloodier, horrific. Right. Or, I mean, she watches all the Final Destinations. I mean, she, right. But when it comes to sexual stuff, we just kind of like, nah, that's not. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. So anyway, um, but I did watch Boba Fett. Ah, so did I. I thought it was very good. I I enjoyed what I saw first episode. Yeah. 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 Thought it was very well done. Yeah, I did. I was like, "This is good." Now it got a little bit like the only part I have to criticize. Um, yeah, the only part I have to criticize a little bit is when he jumped on the back of that creature. I was like, "Oh, that's a little Clash of Titans for me." That's a little bit too much Clash of Titans for me. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, there's a couple shots of him on the back of the damn thing. And when it came out, it, I mean, it, you know, it did look like the Kraken at one point. Yeah. And like, it was like, and I looked back at the, I was like, yeah, I think that's, that, that thing's bigger than what appears to be. Yeah. Like, when they first showed, it's fucking monstrous and they got him hung up by the chain and, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, the way the claw came down on, where they pounced yeah. on the Greedo type. Yeah, the road. The road. Yeah, everything was kind of like, yeah, in scale. You know what yeah. I mean? And then he jumped on the back of it, and it was just like... Well, mm. don't forget, at one point, like, when, it, when it came out of the sand, <laughs> it was standing on two legs with, like, four arms. I guess you're right. And when it went after the, 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 the kid sand person, yeah, it was down on four legs, so two of those hand, arms went down to the ground, as, and it was like... Like a four-legged creature at that point with two arms, so when he jumped on the back of it, that does make sense then. That on a scale standpoint, it wouldn't look quite as big. Yeah, I know it just yeah. it didn't look right though. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it looked like it looked Harry Hamlin look, on Pegasus yeah. at one point. I'm like, and then it went away, you know. Yeah, but as far as the storyline goes, I loved it. Yeah, it was badass. The only thing I had a problem with, huh. when he was in the Sarlacc, yeah. where the fuck did that stormtrooper come from? Well, there was a shit ton of them that went overboard. None of them were stormtroopers. There was no Imperial stormtrooper there. Not a one. I guess you're right. Yeah, so, like, A, it's when... When, yeah, because when, when would a, a stormtrooper have shown up at the Sarlacc? 
And B, why would it have fallen in? Well, who the fuck knows? Right, but I mean, like, my point is like... Who they were the, all over Tatooine. Right, but who... But, like, so how long has that stormtrooper been there that he'd still have air for Boba Fett to suck in and... Like, I mean... That, 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 yeah, I don't know. I find that plausible. I mean... I, I find it hard. Uh, that one, I was like, mmm, that's, that's, that's awfully convenient that he's not running into Klaatu. I mean, if he... If he I mean, if he was killed and he had trapped tanks, and he knew that, that he had tanks, he had reserve tanks that he tapped into. I mean, that's more believable than I, I had Pegasus. A, I had a pro the the stormtrooper being there was far too convenient as compared to like anybody else who was on that fucking sand barge. Yeah, and they should put a clot in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It should have been a clot to <laughs> call back some reeds down. Yeah, <laughs> anybody else. You know, no, I got a fucking stormtrooper all of a sudden. Where the fuck did you come from, motherfucker? Yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah. And it was kind of fresh, too, because he wasn't digested. Oh, yeah. at, least, at least I don't know. I don't know how long he was in there. Yeah. Was that just like, you know, one digestion phase? I mean, I don't know, because they say, Will you be digested for thousands of years? I like his take on being the boss. Yeah. Like, I, he doesn't want to rule with, you know. Fear. Fear. Yeah. He's going to roll with the respect. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. As you remember. You know, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, when I watched that episode of The Mandalorian, my thir- first thought was, hey, this reminds me of something from El Mariachi. Yeah. yeah. That was a cool addition. And then to watch them actually kicking ass. Exactly. That was my like, point. Because like, yeah, we look at them and we think of them as goofs. Mm-hmm. But here they are, like, being a legitimate force. Yeah, kind of seeing how they what they really can do. Yeah, this is why they're feared. Correct. Yeah, yeah, because in the thing they were just freaking rancor food, or yeah. you know, they get swiped down with loose lightsaber. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Now you get to see them in action a little bit, which I appreciated. Yeah, <clears throat> I love how they're doing that. They're they're. I don't know how to explain it. Like, they're telling a story and they're actually deconstructing certain characters so you can see what they really are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's just brilliant. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just like like the Gamorrean Guard. They've right. done it through the whole, through, man, through the Mandalorian. They've, they've, right. they've, they've done it through the whole thing. Like the IG-88 character. Yeah. I mean, that was, <laughs> who yeah. would have known that that was, that's the kind of droid that was. Yeah. Now it's not IG-88 because yeah, he, IG-11, became self, yeah. he became self-aware and da 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 I know it's a different story, but yeah, the fact that it's uh, seeing that droid actually in action, the shit that it could do, unreal, right? Yeah, yeah. and very robotically. Yeah, I love that part of it because it made sense, yeah. right? You know, so character in this, and not Bosk, but yeah, but the, the species, the Chashorian, or yeah, right. But even Boba, yeah, I worked for his, I worked for him at one point. Compliment from you yeah, know, da, 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 da. even even it sounds strange, you know what yeah. I mean? Like so. Yeah, they're getting these characters and they're like bringing them out of the ground, and now you're they're exploring some of these characters, which I really like. Right, you know, I think it's really, it's really cool. I mean, they're not just background characters in a cantina now. Now you're seeing this cantina come to life for these characters. Right, they have a they have a voice and they have like a story of their own. Right, so, and much more sand people as well, yeah. which, you know, this was a really cool sand, um, Tuscan Raider episode. Because it showed a hierarchy within the Tusken Raiders, right. and it showed the children, and do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there was a little, um, 
you know, not only hierarchy, but I don't know how to describe it. I I, I don't like really... The, the show of respect at the end by handing him the water. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they're more than just Tuscan Raider. Yeah, they're, they're more than just like a I mean, of savages. Well, I mean, in, in all the movies, all you hear is... You know what I mean? Like, and now you're actually seeing them like, wow, they have families. I mean, you did with... Yeah. When they killed them all off, yeah. but... The women and the children, too. <laughs> right. But even at that point, you really didn't get to see a side of the Tuscan Raider. The society. Correct. And yeah. now you're kind of getting an in-depth view, and I think we're going to get more of that. Yeah. Because I think with these flashbacks, he's going to see how the the Raiders were like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Right. Took him in. Right. But he had to prove himself, in a sense... Right. Before they would... Before he would have that respect. Yeah. And he saved one of them, so, I mean, he gets that respect, but... Yeah. Great episode. I'm looking forward to the whole season. So am I. Yeah. So am I. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where all this goes. Yeah. I didn't know. So. So, yeah. Watch that. Um, uh, watch Discovery. That was a good episode. <sighs> that was a great episode. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I oh. loved how they... See, now we're getting a little bit more, how should I say, we're getting a little bit more um, Star Trek in that yeah. the fans would like a little bit more. Right. Having your show become self-aware. Yeah. Oh, that whole whole thing with Cronenberg. Oh. Ooh, by the way, fucking phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, Cronenberg, I love the part. When he said, when he said, well, I would have just put you, reass- reassigned, up, reassigned you. you if you didn't make the right answers. Yeah. Like, I would have just fucking booted you off this fucking because ship. Because yeah. you would have been the problem, not... Not Zora. Not Zora. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's the man right there. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I love that whole thing. I love the whole back and forth speaking. He was speaking, what was going on yeah. in the... Tri- tribal, whatever. The, 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 yeah, the council room. Right. And like, it, it all, it's just really well written. But I mean, I thought it was great. I, I thought it was even, every part of this show I like. But it, I thought it was great when, uh, what's her name was, um, they were staying on wherever, the yeah. planet, and they were going back with him. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it was, uh, Paul and the doctor. Yeah. And they just came in as a family, family hug. hug. Yeah. That was very important to me yeah. because I thought it was like, wow. Yeah. They took on these guys and made them their family. I yeah. think that's really important. I yeah. do. I mean, like, oh, yeah. As far as like the the chemistry of the show, I just feel like that it's really important. Yeah. For them to show. I mean, I know it's always been implied or understood. Yeah. But this time you saw them all. You know what I mean? It's a family. So yeah. I, I thought that was really cool. That was really important to me. But the whole sh- whole thing was good. The ending was great. Book. Yeah. I mean, Book is one of my favorite characters on that show. Yeah. And so, really liked that. Yeah. I like all of it. This is a great fucking show, man. It is. This is a good season. Yeah, very much so. And I like the enemy that we don't know anything about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, it's, it's much bigger... Um, than last season, to me, yeah, and like in weight as far as 
end goal. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I'm just curious to see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the episode a lot because because of Zora. Like, I mean, that whole thing was just so well done. And it was like one of those things where, again, like, like I think back to the episode of The Next Generation where they had the trout of, you know, to show that Data was a sentient being. And it's, it's a really well done episode. Yeah, yeah. You know, and at the end of it, even like, you know, like, because Riker was the, the opposing counsel. Skunk beer? No, it's, uh, I, they popped it yesterday. Uh, put it in beer cheese. Yeah. And it's, I, they put the, I put the, put the cap back on. Yeah. It's just, no, nothing to do. Nah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, I remember that, that episode <laughs> where, and, and, like, Riker was the opposing counsel, and at the end of it, like, Hey, Picard, I remember that episode. Yeah, Picard basically showed that Data was a sentient being because he had feelings for, you know, Lieutenant Yar, who he banged like three episodes or three seasons before. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like you know, but he but he had emotions for her, and like in a way, yeah. like in his own way, and um, so like one of those like, but it was like a really cool episode. And even at the end of it, like Data was like just like yeah, I got no hard feelings. Like, Riker's mm-hmm. like, I tried to throw, get you the fuck thrown off this ship. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. You know? So it was like, like one of those cool things. So it was like, harken me back to that episode, which was like one of the better episodes of next The Next time. Generation, with this, what was taking place in this episode. But I think, oddly, as good as that episode was, this did it better. Yeah. And I, I, I think it was, I, I, you know, I think it showed like Anthony Rapp how good of an actor he is oh, yeah. and what a major contributor he is to this show. Right, right. You know, and like his fears were, would, would be real fears, especially after what you went through like two seasons ago. Right, right. You know, he's like, I ain't going through this shit ever again. <laughs> right, right. You know, and nobody's told him about the Borg yet. Right. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah, right. You know, so, I mean, it's like one of those things where like, I, his, I completely understood where he was coming from. You know, like his his concerns made absolute sense to me. Right, right. And like for him to kind of like be turned around in a way, and from the like saying, "Well, yes, she's a sentient being." You know, even though she's the ship. Right, right. You know, it's clear that she's reached a level of sentience, and like. I just thought it was like a really well done episode, like with all that, and then like you throw on top of it the the Burnham book, yeah, like opposing each other on on this, and like and like I, I get book, yeah, like well, who wouldn't? Right? Yeah, like I completely understand where he's at in this. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you, like I just, I just I feel like he's working with a con man is my problem. Sure, I mean, well. That's obvious, but I yeah. mean, like, um, but it's, I mean, Book's such a good character. Yeah. You know? He is. I mean, like, I completely empathize with him, but it's at the same time, I feel like, you know, this guy's just like playing his emotions to get what he wants. Right. Yeah. And like, at the end of the day, what he wants may not be what's best for everybody. Right. Right. You know? But unfortunately, Book's like, well, take him the fuck out. I'm right there with you. All I'm saying is nothing better happened to that main goon cat. That's all I'm saying. Well, 
Grudge got left with Michael. I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, Michael came I must to her. Have stepped out. Yeah, Michael. At the end of the episode, when Michael comes to her quarters, uh-huh. Grudge is there. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And with a note like, you know, take care of my queen. Nice. I didn't see that at all. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that would make sense. Um. Yeah. That says he's not coming back. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's kind of what that says to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I hope he does. Me like, too. I hope it's not the end of the character. <laughs> right. But like, you know, he he's like. He's con- convinced he's not coming back, and he, wherever he's going is too dangerous to take grudge with him. Right, right. She is a queen! I know, this is like, fucking awesome. Maybe the greatest line in Star Trek history. <laughs> right. I love the cat. I know, so do I! But I think it's such an important thing to be in the series for him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it makes complete total sense. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that cat is a beast. (laughs) I know it's fucking massive. Um. So speaking of cats, guess what else? What I watched? Cats. No, The Matrix. Okay. I gotta know what you thought. Okay. I loved it. Yes. I mean, I know there's. I know that people are shit canning it. Well, some people are shit canning it. It's getting other. It's getting good reviews elsewhere. Yeah. It's kind of a 50-50 bag. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I thought it was fucking great. I, I I really didn't see, like, really that much wrong with it. No! I mean, like, some people say it didn't have enough action. I'm like, well, the first one really yeah. had some action, but the real scene was, like, when they went in. Yeah. All suited up. Yeah. But... This one had that shit all through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I thought it made sense. Like, I could follow it, and I understood. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understood where they were at. Like, I get it. Like, once the puzzle got put together for me. Because at first, I'm like... Because at first, I think it was, a, was all just a fucking game? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh-huh. And, like, at first, I'm like, man, I got no fucking clue what's going on here. Some of the best stories are written like that. Yeah. But once the pieces of the puzzle I put together for me, I was like, oh, shit, this is amazing. Right. It's good writing, right? Yeah. I thought it was fucking excellent. I loved how he was older. I loved the age on him. Yeah. Um, When he went into the, you know, when he went in, he looked like John Wick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like with the hair and stuff like yeah. that. They, I mean, he still looked aged going in, but he yeah. didn't look, you know. He, of course, he's not that old. So, I mean, yeah. um, in the first one, you know. Yeah. So, uh, going into this was like, whoa. Then people I've heard complain about the effects. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? this? I, I felt, it's, I call it the Jurassic Park syndrome. Yeah. I, I do. Because, I mean, like, yeah, the first one, effects were so amazing. It was out of its time. And da 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 well, yeah, so it was Jurassic Park. Yeah. When it came out, everybody was, you know... Yeah. Bringing their hankies in. Yeah. You know, to Jurassic Park. And I, yeah. it was great. It was, it was, it's a marvel to look at. Yeah. Avatar, same thing. It was a marvel to look at. Matrix was a great movie, and the effects were absolutely off the hook. And pretty much the same... Almost the same effects as the first one, I felt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe more, you know? I don't know. I mean, it was a, it was a thing, and I, I think the th- great thing was like like when Neil Patrick Harris is like you know 
yeah, I'm using bullet time against you. <laughs> you know, like, like there was like so much shit that was like so fucking good in that movie. Right, right. Like in like, even like how like the ending and like the 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 the, the final whole sequence, like everything about it, I, there was there was nothing I could find fault with in that movie. Right. Put it this way, I did not get off that couch from the time I pressed play to the time it ended. Yeah. I didn't I didn't move. Yeah. Like I was waiting for the next step. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sure it was paying some homage to the um first series, but I didn't feel like it did in a terrible way. No. Um the only thing that I can even think about them poking at of paying homage is like I still know kung fu. Which yeah. I thought was a great line. Yeah. And it was... You can tell that that was directed right at... Yeah. You know. Um, but otherwise, I didn't feel that way. I mean, like, I, Zora... I mean, like... I love the explanation... get it. I love the explanation of... Why... Lawrence Fishburne's not in it. Yeah. But yet, Morpheus is. Right. You know, I love that ex- the way they explained that. Yeah, I loved the explanation of what happened. Right. Like in the next sixty years, this is what happened. Right. Right. You know, this is how we get from Zion to Io. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it made sense. Yeah. Like everything that they did, like I was just like, this is brilliant. I know, right? Like, this is, like, the next stage of how you would make this franchise work. Right, right. Like, I I was, like, so... I had such low expectations for this movie because the Wachowskis have burned me so many times. Right, right. And this is, like, just blew... Like, cleared that bar by a mile. Yeah, like, I was so impressed with this movie, I can't believe it was this good. I know. It, it was this. It was that good. Yeah. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really phenomenal. Yeah. Um. There's that, and it just created angst, and it created, oh my God, when, when, when he came in, when he finally came in. To Neil Patrick Harris. And yeah. He's surrounded by all those cops and Yeah. Um and it was like you know, and Trinity was like, Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then she started to leave and then she looked back and it was just like, Oh and you're like in your I mean, I just felt it. I was like, Oh, just don't go and you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm actually saying to myself, like, yeah, she can't, I can't be going. I can't just believe it's gonna happen. Keep coming. You yeah. gotta come back. You know? Yeah. And then uh, when she was like, "I hate that fucking name," and I'm like, <laughs> "Shit!" Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I was. That was I was stand up in the movie moment where you're yeah. like, "Fuck yeah!" You yeah. know what I mean? Like she is back. You know? Yeah. And, and then like that whole angst between them pulling her and. Them yeah. pulling him and them finally touching. Yeah. And that, you know, I oh, was yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. That whole fight scene was good. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but like like the, the, the fact that it's like it's a love story. Like the entire Matrix has been a love story. Yeah, yeah. And like the power of, like it's not the power of the one, it's the power of the two. Right, right. You know, like that's phenomenal. Like I, I, I can't help but tip my hat to uh, to Lana Wachowski for like taking what was already there and doing a brilliant job of reinventing it. Yeah, yeah. And making it work in this modern world yeah you know and telling a, a story that's not a rehash in my opinion no but like a, a brilliant like homage to the original trilogy but at the same time we're telling a completely different style of story and this is the story right right you know it was like so well done yeah oh when she flew for the first time yeah and he was like is this you yeah it completely made sense yeah it wasn't like bad i mean like no I thought it was acting was better in this one than it was in the first one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's character, it's script, you know what I yeah. mean? But um, it was like, is this you? You know? That's cool. And I loved how at the end they show, well, now he can fly. He's finally... Yeah. I loved how he struggled through the whole thing. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like a moment of like, okay, yeah, I'm Neo. <clears throat> right. It was like little things here and there. He had to, oh, yeah, shit, I can do this. Oh, yeah, can't fly yet. Yeah, I don't I'm know if you're going to be able to jump. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of different things. Like It was like a really well done. And like his personal turmoil before he even took the pill. Yeah. I loved. Yeah. I did. I, I love that fucking coffee, coffee, those coffee scenes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Where he knew and didn't know. Then yeah. he touched and he didn't know. Yeah. And it just makes sense. And then when he was passing by Tr- Trinity, she started to lift up out of the fucking thing because yeah. he was so near her. That's yeah. why. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that's so fucking good. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It's, a, it's, just, it's, a, it's like a, oh. a really well done move. The whole idea behind the swarm. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh. Yeah. You've just incorporated like the walking dead into it. Yeah. You know I mean, like, I was like, it was a whole other aspect where I was like, it's you're blowing my mind right now. Yeah. Like, truly, you're blowing my fucking mind. Yeah. Flashes of Mr. Uh, Agent Smith. Agent Smith and yeah. flashes of Morbius, Morpheus. And I was just... But even the guy that played Smith. Yeah. Like, I liked that a lot. Oh, yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. I loved how he showed up at the end. Yeah. I was like, ooh, shit. Yeah. The fucking trump card has been played. Yeah. I was like, that is badass. And it was, like, interesting because it, it, it describes it. Like, you know... You're, you're like, because, like, with Morpheus, like, you, the, the character you created, the program you created was a, an amalgamation of the two men who had the biggest influence on you, Morpheus and Smith. Right, right. You know, these two combative forces made you what you are. Right. You know, which is, like, so true. Right. Like, it was Morpheus's belief that Neo was the one that drove Morpheus. Right. You know, and it was Smith's belief that he had to take out the one. Right. You know, like, oh, it was like so well done. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't, it, it, you have to see this movie if, if you haven't yet. Like, if you've watched the original Matrix trilogy and you're expecting, like, garbage from this movie, I, I encourage you to watch it and, and judge for yourself, but I thought it was phenomenal. So did I. My only criticism is, and I, I understand why you do it, 
But I wish they didn't have some ska cover band doing the Rage Against the Machine song at the end. Right. Like, when that was ready to hit, I was waiting for Rage, and I got some, like, horn section. Yeah, it should have been fucking Rage. Yeah. I was like, huh? Yeah, I know, I know. But also, the, you know, I think my only criticism, my only criticism, um, if I was to pick one, yeah, there's not many, because this, this is damn near... It's just gonna sound crazy. I'm probably gonna get shit for it too, but this is damn near almost a perfect movie for me. It, it damn near is. I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, from storyline, I mean, it was damn near a perfect movie for me, science fiction wise. Yeah. Um, I wish they would have gotten into a little bit more development of character within the people within the ship. I would have appreciated that a little bit more. I just right. don't think you had enough time to do that. Right. Just a tiny bit of background, you know. Yeah. Um, and we got there was. We got a little bit, teeny bit, yeah, on some of the characters, but I wanted to know more. And you know, hopefully, if there's a second movie, we will know more. Yeah, you know. Um, but oh shit, when they showed up at the end, yeah, in the garb, I was like, oh no, yeah. I was like, I have to go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I, I, I thought that I thought that's what I was so impressed when they walked in. In the first movie, in that garb, yeah, I was like, "That shit is badass." Do you know like, what I mean? Like, this Look is the at most... the top of my Christmas tree. Yeah. Mm, Do you see it? Yeah. 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 That's neat. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, like, it's like, like when they show up, like, <laughs> when, like the trench coats and the sunglasses. It's the most ridiculous thing that you could possibly think of, but it fucking works so well. It's one of the most awesome things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the Matrix one was one of the most awesome movies I've ever seen in my entire. Fucking existence. Lawrence Fishburne with those fucking shades that didn't have any arms on him. He just stuck them to his face somehow. Like that's fucking amazing. Yeah, you know. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that first Matrix was like... When I first saw that, it just absolutely blew my fucking mind apart. Yeah. It did. Because we had never seen anything like that. And nothing close to that. Yeah. Especially the scene where they came in fucking loaded. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I was like... Whew. Yeah. I mean, you have to admit, I mean, it's, it's one of the best movie scenes in history. Yeah. It is. True. Now, I didn't get that out of this movie. No. Best scene in history, but... right. This series produced the Matrix One produced one of the best scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, in any kind of any with the slow motion and everything, it was just it was incredible, right? Um, but I mean, I just this was damn near a perfect movie for me. Yeah, perfect movies is is where I don't move, where I don't get on my phone. Yeah, where I don't get up to go smoke. Right, or get up to do something, or go get something to eat. Right, you know, I'm completely entranced in the film. That's what this did. I was I was I was amazed. Yeah. At what I was watching. Now I've been craving a good science fiction movie for a while. Yeah, and that and del- this delivered. delivered. Oh god, it was so fucking good. Yeah. Man, was it good. So good, man. Same. Like the funny thing is like I, I love this movie so much. <laughs> like I did and like and I'm immediately reading the reviews and like the people talking about it online and it's like they're shitting all over it and I'm thinking to myself did I watch something different from these people because I 
I know when I watch some movies, I got I can sit here and say, yeah, that was a shit movie, but I enjoyed it. Right. You know what I mean? Was I entertained? Yeah. Like I, 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 I there are some movies I, I will, you know, I will freely tell you that, you know, yeah, it's a bad movie, but I still liked it. Right. Right. You know, for whatever reason. But this wasn't one of like I honestly thought this was a great movie. And like I'm watching these where other people like you know just shit all over it. I'm like, did I did I get something different? Well, I I was doing the same thing, and I was like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. Maybe you're not into science fiction. No. Exactly. I mean, it's exactly it. Like I like I honestly like I was so shocked looking at people like shit on this movie. I was like, I I honestly I, I can't believe. Like, did, did, like, Lana Wachowski send me a special version of it that only I could see? Because, right. clearly, I'm in, I I saw something different than you did. Well, everything was so well explained in this film. Yeah. It's not like they just left out plot holes. No. I mean, everything was just so laid out and, and, and told you. Yeah. What was going on. And that's what I was, like, so impressed with. I was like, wow, okay. Tell yeah. me more. Tell me more of this book that's unfolding. Yeah. I want to know more. I want to flip the page. Right. Because this is how you're telling me this. Right. This piece. Yeah. And uh, I, I was reading these reviews too. And it's, it's like, that's why I kept going like about people were having disgruntled about it. I was like, and I, at one point I was sitting on the couch. I was like, did I watch a different movie? Yeah. I mean, did I, how, I don't know. Yeah. You must be not science fiction fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't like, be. Like, I don't know what you were expecting. I mean, I don't know how well thought out of a story you can come out with. Right. In, sci- in the science fiction realm, than the crap that's on TV now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it was just very well written. Yeah. I, I just don't understand how... I, I don't know. I, I just... I don't think these are science fiction fans given the reviews. Yeah. I mean, I think if you go to a science fiction nerd, I, I think they're going to appreciate not even nerd. I mean, just like a regular person that enjoys science fiction. If you take it from a science fiction point of view, it's a good fucking story. Yeah. I don't think this was rehashing the old series. No. This was ushering in something new. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. isn't Final Destination 6. This isn't Scream 7. Yeah. This isn't Jason... Yeah. Friday the 13th part 7, 6, whatever. Yeah. This is like a new novel that we're yeah. being introduced to. You know what I mean? I, I don't I don't quite understand it. Anyway. Sorry was, I went on a little rant there, but I mean, I just really think this is a really well done movie. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. Like, I, I, I honestly, like I said, like I couldn't believe after I watched the movie and then looking at the reviews, I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, you know, I, I, I'm i not that smart. I'm not going to, you know, but at the same time, like, I, I, I can't be the one person who gets this movie. But I'm glad you got it. Like, I'm glad, like, somebody else agrees with me that this is, like, that good of a movie. It is. I just don't know. I don't know what they're expecting. Yeah. But this was a phenomenal movie. I mean, did it revolutionize movie making like the first Matrix did? Well, no. No, but neither is this Avatar that's going to come out either. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Avatar was a shit story. Yeah, I mean, it was nothing more than like, 
Um, Dances with Wolves meets Dragon Riders of Pern. Yeah, I mean, it was not that, I mean, worse. I mean, not yeah. worse, but I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't really much story there. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And people, and, and oh, it gets, you know, 10 out of 10 reviews, and that's because you're fucking simple-minded. It was, it wasn't Best Picture. Yeah, I know, but it wasn't like this, like, it wasn't this, like, it wasn't this scientifical feat of writing. Yeah. I mean, it was. And I love James Cameron. Yeah. I just wish he was doing something other than Avatar. Right. But I think Titanic, and it's going to sound strange, but I mean, I think Titanic was better writing than Avatar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't think Avatar was like, I mean, it was a well-written movie. Yeah. But it was very one-dimensional. Yeah. I mean, it, they kind of went into the mythos and stuff like that, but it was... It was all about effects in this new camera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't about... Pushing just, the boundary of special effects with three dimensions. Correct. And everything... I mean, it was a, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, I'm not going to take anything away from the beauty of yeah. this movie. But, like, from the story standpoint, it's just meh. Yeah, it was... Eh, okay, I get it. You know, that's you know, cool. Yeah. I get that. This is entertaining. I understand this point. I understand why she's doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? But... I mean, as far as science fiction goes, yeah, you know, this is like, this is cream of the crop. Yeah, as yeah. far as storytelling. Yeah, I mean, Matrix Res- Resurrections is high end science fiction storytelling, in my my opinion. Yeah, you know, extraordinarily well done. Yeah, and deep then in the down the wor- wormhole of creating. Yeah, you know. That's a good movie. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I wanted to text you and say, man, that shit was bomb. But I was like, nah, wait till we get on the show. Because yeah. I didn't, honestly, I didn't know your reaction. So. I mean, I told you you should watch it. Like, I tried to, like, because te- like, I, I didn't want to spoil anything. Yeah, because I don't want to, I don't want any spoilers. Right. So like that's why I was like I tried to temper like I said I really really enjoyed it and I, I I hope you'll watch it, but that was like I was trying to temper myself because I didn't want to spoil anything because you need that experience, right? You know? Yeah, and I did. Yeah, completely. Like I've been waiting for something good like that for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I've been on this podcast podcast saying that man, I need a science fiction movie. I need something yeah. that's gonna like hit home. Yeah. And I finally got it with this. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, Discovery's great. Yeah. I mean, that's probably, you know, where I get most of my science fiction. Right. Like. The Expanse. Yeah. Oh, that's been a great season. Yeah, I've heard. Oh. The Expanse for sure. Yeah. That's a fucking great show. Yeah. Um, And I watched that, the latest episode of that. Yeah. Which is fucking amazing. But, um, but I, I get my fill, you know yeah. what I mean, from those shows. And now this came out, I'm like, damn. Man, that's so good. That is. The nice thing about the shows is I get it every week for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. versus a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie. But, right. You know, I get that every week. But... So, man, one, the expanse is good. One, one of the things I just talked about, I, I read an article, I don't want to, I want to touch on this for a little bit, is spoilers. Okay. Okay. Because I read this article on um, 
a website uh, slash slashfilm.com. And the title of the article was How I Learned to Embrace Spoilers from Watching Pro Wrestling. Okay. Which I thought was an interesting title, so I had to read it. Uh-huh. And I mean, the author basically talked about, like, you know, spoilers aren't that bad because it doesn't take away from the experience. And the, the, the what he cited was when Mick Foley won the, uh, the WWF title. Uh-huh. That was a pre-recorded match. And on Nitro, which was live, they spoiled it at the beginning of their show, so you didn't t- t- tune in for it. Right. Like the thinking was, don't tune in for it. Mick Foley's going to win the title. That's no big deal. You know, he's a fucking idiot anyway. Nobody likes him, blah, blah. You know. And But it, what ended up happening was everybody turned off Nitro, went to Raw to watch Mick Foley win the world title. Okay. So even though you knew the ending, you wanted to see what happened. Okay. And this is this person's justification of like, this is why spoilers in movies aren't bad, because even though you know something's going to happen, you still get the enjoyment of ex- of experiencing it. Right. Like these people did with Mick Foley. Right. Like, when you watch a wrestling match, sometimes you just know what the outcome is going to be. You know? The ma- so it's not a spoiler. You still enjoy what you saw. Right, right. So, like, I, I think back... And, you know, Superfan Thad, he is somebody who enjoys spoilers. He seeks them out. Okay. You know, I... Other than, like, the trailers... And even that, sometimes I like stop watching because I, I just I don't want anything spoiled. I want to enjoy the experience. I like I think back over the past five years of movies that I went in spoiler free, pretty much. Okay. I mean, the big one is Endgame. Like, I would have, and I try to think to myself, like, would I have enjoyed that? On that first viewing, as much as I did, had I known what was going to happen, like, with Cap calling Mjolnir to him, and on your left, and everything everything that you, we, you know, we talk about in that movie being like the, you know, Baptist revival amen moment. Right. Where you just want to stand up from your seat and raise your hand, you know, like, would I have enjoyed that as much? Right. And I think my answer is no. Right. Like, it hit home in that moment. Like, spoiler alert, Spider-Man No Way Home, like, you, it, it's not, you knew they were, the Garfield and Maguire were going to show up, but the way that they did, and, like, the fight at the end, like, if that would have been spoiled for me, I think I would have been pissed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and... Like, I just, I think back over and over, like, movies, like, you know, man, okay, you experienced this in a theater for the first time, and what was your reaction? And if this would have been spoiled for you, would you have felt the same way? Like, to me, it's like, the answer is no. Like, it... Maybe I would have enjoyed it, but I wouldn't have gotten the visceral reaction, the raw emotional reaction that I had at the time. Right. You know, I came out of Endgame a sopping mess. <laughs> Destroyed. Destroyed because of the roller coaster of emotions I went through with the last act of that movie. <laughs> you know? And 
like I don't think if that had been spoiled for me, I would have had the same emotional. Like, I guess now it's spoiled, you know, because I've seen it ten times. Yeah. And I still, you know, like when when Cap calls Mjolnir, I still tear up. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I hear you know Cap on your left, I, I still roll a tear, but it's not the same reaction as I got the very first time initially. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, I was a blubbering mess. Yeah. I was a blubbering mess through the credits. Oh yeah, I mean the the, the yeah the credits the, the is, Star yeah. Trek credits yeah yeah I was, was like that was just wrong on I, so I, many I levels. Chills right now for yeah. the fucking credits yeah from the credits yeah that's how good of a movie that was yeah um so when people say it's funny because I, I I've been hearing this a lot is you know they're saying that Spider Man's better than Endgame and I'm like mm. let, me, let me tell you brother yeah <laughs> yeah and and, and, and I'm like. And this is coming from a Spider-Man freak. Yeah. I mean, that is my absolute favorite character in the, in this whole universe and before and when I was 6. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Spider-Man is my ultimate favorite character. Yeah. But I cannot say that it is better than Endgame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Endgame mm, Endgame might want to be one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Because it brought out that much emotion in me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that wasn't just for a love of comic characters. No. Because I didn't really like any of these characters growing up. Yeah. I mean, truly. Yeah. I mean, Cap was cheesy. Iron Man was, hey, he was all right. Hulk was, you know, B-level. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I was an X-Men Spider-Man kid. So, yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. <laughs> but that's just good writing. Yeah. Is what was going on, and, and that's what Endgame was. That was just some good shit going on right there. Yeah. I mean, sure, there were some corny parts, and sure, there was some forced parts, but for the most part, I mean, that uh, that on your left moment. Oh, yeah. And it's just... I mean, even like at the end, like when Old Man The Cat... fact when he says, Avengers Assemble. Oh, yeah. Getting up from being... Getting the sh- absolute shit kicked out of him, which was a true, that was the truest representation representation of Captain America there there probably will ever be, is when he gets up, gets his shit back together, and says Avengers assemble. Well, I'm like, even before that, right right before the on did, your left moment, I mean, when he gets up, oh I mean, he did this all day. Well, no, like, he has that moment like, the shields, you know, been broken in half. You know, but he like tightens that shit up on his arm and he stands up and like, and it's like, it's a splash page moment where it's like on the left is Cap standing alone and on the right is, is fucking Thanos and his army standing behind him. Yeah. And he's just like tightens that shit up and he's just like, all right. And I'm thinking to myself like, this is it. They're going to kill Cap right here. I know. That's what I thought too. And that's when, you know. You hear a cap on your left, and you know you're like, and that you know, and you're just like that. That splash page moment is what does it for you, like yeah. you know, and because like, you understand what he's up against, you know. Then to have everybody show up, <laughs> and, you're, and then the, the Avengers assemble. You're just like. I can't fucking take it. No, it was almost too much. It was. Yeah. Like, it's the, one of those moments where you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You feel like fucking Rudy at the end of the game. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I mean that's yeah. exactly how I felt. I was like, fuck yeah. 
Ant-Man coming out, fucking yeah. coming out of the... I was like... You know what I mean? And yeah. fucking laying them down. I was like, yeah. dude, that's Ugh. fucking... That's... I've been waiting for that. I thought I, I thought it was great when he did it. Yeah. Before? Yeah. But I was like... Mm. Yeah. That, oh, my God. And then he just fucking knocks that fucker out. I'm yeah. like... I mean, the shit that was going on... Like, if you really watch that scene, those scenes at the end, yeah, it, it just blows your mind. Yeah, but like even like the, the little stuff like at the very end, like you know, when old man Cap is there, and Sam asks that he found somebody, you want to tell me about her? He's like, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> and then you see him dancing with Peggy, like right, I, I lost it again. <laughs> like, and I was so happy for him. Yeah, you know. Like, it was like, I know that's where you're meant to be. And the fact that Bucky knew the entire time. Yeah. Like, he knew that's what he was going to do. Yeah. That's why he volunteered himself. Yeah. I mean, Bucky knew the whole time. Yeah. He knew it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, but I, I, I lose it. Like, even now, I, I lose it. I just start crying because it's like, I'm happy for Cap. Yeah. You know. There are moments like that that are just, like... You know, it's funny. You think about all the moments in in, in the movies, right? Yeah. Luke losing his hand. I mean, yeah. you know, that's one. Uh, the burning of Vader. Yeah. Uh, that always made me tear up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not the not seeing him perched. Yeah. You know, his ghost, but yeah, the actual burning of Vader yeah. always like got me. Yeah. The you funeral know? pyre and everything. Yeah. Uh, the sister part when Vader says sister. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gets me every time. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of parts in Star Wars that do that, and, and and multiple movies. Yeah. But this movie just for some reason just kept hammering home. Yeah. Part after part after part. Yeah. You know what I mean? The the death of Black Widow. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Yeah. To to see in his face, and then, tr- I mean that same emotion that you saw. When he let her go, yeah, translate to the series, and when he's telling Yelena, yes, like you, the emotion on his face, like Renner's such a fucking good actor, right? But I mean, like, I mean, that was so well done. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, what I'm saying is like, Endgame was just filled with those moments. That yeah, you're just like, I just, it's 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 hard to watch. It is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so fucking good. Yeah, I mean, there, there are... Hulk freaking out and throwing the bench across the pond. Oh. Yeah. Because he knew he lost her. Yeah. Bucky freaking out on Hulk before that. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was just so much fucking emotion. Yeah. That you were just like, oh, I get it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, ugh. Why don't you swing your hammer and go up to space and you fix it? Yeah, I mean, that yeah, was... Yeah, but yeah. it's... That's... As fucking out of realism as we are, yeah. It for some reason when it they, felt real when it got to the acting, yeah, and and the script writing, it brought it down to like me and you level, you and yeah. I level. Does that make sense? And right. I think that's why that movie hit so well. Right. Yeah. Because it brought everything down. Well, like, and it's like I, I love moments like that, like the death of vision in the first one. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Scarlet Witch in the second. 
Yeah. Taking Thanos apart. Yeah. I mean, like... <laughs> you took everything from me. I don't even know who the fuck you are. <laughs> you know? But I mean, it's yeah. like a fucking comic book wet yeah. dream. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you're seeing things come into the fucking fold here. Right. That you've been reading for years. Yeah. And they're making them a reality to the comic fan. You know? Right. But it's at, at that moment, like you said, like it's bringing it down to that level, that personal level. That's I Fall does that. Yeah. As a Bond movie. Because what are all Bond movies? It's Bond saving the world. Every single time, James Bond saves the world. And this movie starts with like what you think is a global threat. And by the end of it, it's about three people. Yeah. That's all it's about is three people. Yeah. You know? And it's so fucking well done. Yeah. Like, it is the best Bond movie I have ever seen. <laughs> and it, it's like, but it's because it's so personal at the end of it. It's not the world at stake. You know? Yeah. It's not what the, char- the, the villain's out for. And to take a Bond movie and make it personal like that is a hard thing to do because... That's not what a Bond movie is. Right, right. Ever. Right. You know, even the bad Bond movies were like, you know, we're on the brink of World War Three because of this shit. I know. It's always, especially during the Cold War period. Yeah. It was always fucking World War Three. Yeah. But, I mean, this was like, it's like, yeah, there's this global threat to us, but by the end of it, it's just about three fucking people in a small church. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, Wow. That's, you know, so like to take like an, an Avengers story, like the human level where you're like, I know how they feel. <laughs> right. This makes sense to me. Like, this is how these people would feel. Like, right. it's, it's so hard to do. Yeah. You know, because they're larger than life characters and to bring them down to that level is hard, right. hard to do. So I'm just hoping when they get on these, when they start doing the bigger movies do right with this i just hope they still remember that fact you know what i mean right like so far any everything they've done has been awesome yeah um i still think the best has been hawkeye uh and i know that's fresh right do you know what i mean yeah but i still think that that has been some of the best stuff that i've seen so far i mean i don't get me wrong i mean i liked wandavision yeah because I, I, and you knew how skeptical I was going right. into WandaVision. But I did. I loved it. I thought the writing was good. Yeah. Um, I loved, um, uh, not Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it hit on really good points. Yeah. Um, I loved Loki. I did. Yeah. I thought Loki was spot on. It was, it was a great series yeah but this one i'm just i think i think this comes from like like bringing it down a notch do you so know what several I mean? notches right because i mean you think about it i mean like, one one division, division was all about <clears throat> i mean it was a personal story because it's about her right her, her her pain right at the end of it but yet at the same time like there's a much larger, because of what she was doing, a, a much larger threat to all of this. Right. With Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was global. 
Right. You know, like we can't let the super soldiers here and get out there. You know, right, right. and like there's this global threat that was taking place with Loki. I mean, it's yeah, the it's... fucking multiverse. I mean, but this, this was personal. Yeah, this was a very personal little story about Clint Barton. Right, and it was the best one. And the, the sins of Clint Barton, if you will. Right, you know? redemption of Clint Barton. Right, and I just like I, I'm, I'm with you. Like I love that story. Like it's it's my it's probably my favorite as well out of the four TV series. Like with Falcon Winter Soldier being a close second because yeah. I I love that little corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That, yeah. That's the spy stuff, yeah, Shield yeah. and all that. So, but at the end of it, like I mean, you know, the Agent Nineteen watch. Yeah. Like I mean, it's, it's so so good. You know. Yeah. It's real good. It is. I like how they made it like. Personal and then yet serious at the same time. At the same time, right? But yet funny. Yeah, you know, it just and then heartbreaking. Yeah, you know, yeah. it just man, they have some good writers. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But this really, I mean, I just never felt like out of those, out of the three previous, I never really felt like. What am I trying to say? Like, I never felt to a point where I was like, and this is going to sound horrible. I never cried on the first three. Yeah. But boy, did I fucking tear up a couple times during this series. Especially when he starts talking about fucking Black Widow. Yeah. And it's like, the whole conversation between him and... But not Natasha. Um, Yelena. Yelena. Yeah, on the ice. Unreal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was just like... And he was just sitting there taking the beating. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was just like... Fucking taking it. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. Because he could have probably fucking killed her if he wanted. Yeah. I just well, I, I it was on it was it was it was that good of a film. I would I I'll, mean of a series. I'll freely admit, like I I, I I teared up a couple of times in the second to last episode of Wandavision. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that moment where she's like still upset about her brother, and Vision has that line about what is grief if not love persisting. Right. Yeah, you know, which like, fuck, that makes so much sense. <laughs> right. You know, um. But then, like, when you see, like, her showing up at, like, the foundation of that house. Yeah, that was rough. You know, like, I mean, that was heartbreaking to watch. Right, right. You know, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I, you know, I get it. You know, so, like, I did tear up a couple of times, you know, then. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, you're right. Like, I mean, but, I mean, that was, like. And, and in Winter Soldier, um, I did tear up at the part, um. I did tear up at the part where the, he went to the guy's house. Oh yeah, the second time, and they had the, they had the sit down, like the real conversation. Yeah, yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, um, I never hit that point in Loki. No, um, but I don't think you were meant to. In Loki. No, um, but this series, yeah, the the Hawkeye series just kept doing it over and over. And over again. And yeah. I'm like, 
you gotta stop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's the shot I never took. Yeah. You, you know you, that you, that whole thing. Yeah. It, oh, you just yeah. gotta stop. Yeah. I mean, you could see it in the guy's face, just like you saw. This, I mean, I'm gonna. It's very similar in the way the the way the acting is. So one of the best parts, and, and, I, and this comes full circle, but yeah. one of the best parts about one of the best parts about Spider-Man, the newest Spider-Man, was right. William Dafoe. Yeah, I thought that I thought it was going to be, be Molina. Yeah, but it was actually Dafoe. Yeah, that fucking rocked. Yeah, I mean that really sold. Yeah, the whole Spider-Man. I mean it was. Yeah, you have to admit. Yeah. But to see Defoe's face change. Oh yeah. From Osborne. Yeah. To Goblin. Was. The most. It was crazy. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like I almost wondered if they CGI'd it. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Because I was like, it's too good. So circling back to. Hawkeye. As soon as she is brought up, you can see his pain in his eyes. Yeah. You knew exactly how he was feeling as soon as she was brought into the fold. Yeah. As soon as she was starting to be talked about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even more so than his own family. Yeah. I mean, he loved her. You can see how much he loved her just by looking in his face. Yeah. You know? And it just kept doing it over and over and over again. I'm just like, you gotta stop because yeah. I'm on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I'm still upset by her death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I thought she was a really good character. Yeah, you know, and you just keep you fucking keep putting the knife in this my side. Yeah, you know. So anyway, that's that's where I was but, going with this series. I I think it's that good of a series. I do too. And I mean, the, the, on the other side of that though is like Yelena, so fucking good. Man, what a breath of fresh air in the series. Yeah. Just when you thought it was going a little bit stale. Yeah. Because you kind of get, you, you almost feel that. It, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, is this the kind of show it's going to be? Is it going to run its course? And let's throw her into the mix. Yeah. And then you throw Uncle into the mix. You know oh, what I mean? And then yeah. it's just like, yeah. holy fuck. Yeah. And Marvel did it again. Yeah. I just, I just think they can't do any wrong. I just haven't seen anything bad. I know, that's the problem. Like, you're waiting. You're still waiting for the other shoe to drop. Now, I haven't seen the Eternals yet. No, neither have I. And everybody says that's the worst of the bunch. But I have to see it. I have to physically watch this movie. Yeah. To make that decision. Because, I mean, like, are you saying it like, man, this is the worst Marvel movie? And, like, in the same way that, like, you say, like, okay, yeah, it's the worst Marvel movie, but it's still pretty fucking good. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. It can't be worse than Iron Man three, and like, and in all honesty, like, seriously, like, you know, out, outside of uh, the you know the Mandarin slash Trevor reveal, like, it's not that bad of a movie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, it, it's. It, it's no movie that shall not be named. No. No, no, no. It's no, not no, Catwoman. No. It's not Electra. No. You know, I mean, it's... It's not that wolf movie with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you compare it to other comic book movies, like, it's still better than most DC movies. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. So it's like it's just it's compared to Marvel standards, it's not as good. No, that's the problem. No, it's definitely not a movie that shall not be named for sure. Yeah. Because it, you know it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, but um, I mean, not a good movie. I'm just saying it was an okay movie. Yeah. Um, but by Marvel standards, it sucks. Thor two by Marvel standards sucks. I think I stand alone on this. I didn't mind Dark World. I didn't mind Dark World either, but compared to like a lot of other movies, I mean, Ragnarok, Ragnarok's the one that everybody holds in high esteem. That I'm like, eh, yeah, man, I, I, that's I, bottom I, of the barrel. Oh, I, I have a lot of. I think, I think, I, I do too. Yeah. Um, I do too. I, it's right. It's probably right above Iron Man three for me. Yeah. There were some the only thing I give him forgiveness for, there were some really cool parts and there were some really good scenes and there was some really good shots. Yeah. But I think that that's that entire story was rushed. Yeah. It could I mean and that could have been two movies. And and more importantly, the unforgivable sin of wasting Carl Urban. Yes. You don't waste Carl Urban. Well, I think you wasted Hella. Yeah. Oh yeah. You get that you get that fucking name in that movie. Yeah. You just She's got to be the next Loki. She yeah. Gotta, she's got to come up again and again and again. Again. I mean, yeah. like, you waste hella like that, and it's just kind of like, oh, my God. I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, and this should have been a two-movie. There should have yeah. been a war. Yeah. You know? Um, so, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's... Iron Man 3 is not that bad, but it is... Well, it's definitely on the bottom. I, once you ruined the Mandarin for me, I yeah, I, I, it's unforgivable. Right, I agree. Like, I mean, it, it, it has unforgivable sins in it. But again, like if you, it's like Shang Chi kind of made up for that. Yeah, but they still kill. Yeah, the fucking Mandarin. Yeah, it, yeah, I get what you're saying, but it's like it's like I said, the problem is like you said, like it's like yeah, it stinks for a Marvel movie, but. It's still like a watchable movie. Like in all honesty, if Iron Man three comes on, I'll watch it for a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm not. Now, am I putting it on? Am I going to Disney Plus to watch it? No. But if I see it on TV, like if I'm flipping through the channels, I'm like, get the TNT. And there's Iron Man three. Yeah, I'll watch this for for a little bit. A lot of people, you know, it's funny when we come back to Iron Man's. A lot of people had a problem with the second one, and I never did. No, neither did I. I like the second one a lot. I, I think Whiplash was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it was different, yeah. sure. But I, I like that whole storyline. I thought it was actually really good. Especially when he fought up, teamed up with War Machine in the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can you not? I mean, it's and, and more importantly, it's as close as you're going to get to the demon in a bottle storyline. Right. You're right. You know, that's just, I mean, everybody was clamoring for we need demon in a bottle. Well, you can't do that. Right, right. You know, you just can't. Right, right. That's, that's not a movie anybody wants to fucking watch. Right, You right. know, but you, this is as close as you can get. Right. You know, like, I don't have a problem with Iron Man 2. I think it's better than most people think. But, it, it, you know, at the same time, like, is it top 10? Well, probably not. Nah. You know. Not compared to the original Iron Man. I mean, the original Iron Man is... Blew you away with how good that movie was. It did. The original Iron Man just fucking. Like, I didn't know a comic book movie could be that good. No. 
Honest, I mean, not I, when we watched it. No, like I mean, we we had just gotten off Hulk, I think, at that point. No, even before that. No, 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 no. Well, okay, you, if you're talking about like the Eric Bana Hulk, no, Cause, no, because the the Edward Norton Hulk came out after that. After our after that, really? Because yeah. there's a scene at the end with our uh, Ross. Oh, yeah. And Stark shows up in the bar, and he's it's like, always Ross. Yeah. Why don't they just bring Ross out? I, I don't know why they haven't yet. I don't know. Yeah, Red, Disco Full Red Hulk. Yeah, why has that not come out yet? Maybe that happens in uh, the She-Hulk show. Maybe. I just, I, I've never understood. I mean, like, you keep showing them, and it's like, all right. Yeah. You keep teasing with it. Yeah, you know, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, but so far they're doing fucking fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I can't wait for the next surprise or whatever they're gonna come up pull out of their hat. You know, yeah. I you know, I don't know. You know, I, every time I worry about all this stuff, it kind of gets put set aside. Like, yeah. I was really worried about fucking Spider-Man. Yeah. I thought they were going to fucking tank it. Yeah. I, I really did. Because this, this was the movie that could tank. Like, you, yeah. could, you could have really fucked this up. Like, I was so worried about Spider-Man that I was like, oh, just please let me not hear of another character that's coming into this movie because I don't think I can handle it. Yeah. And I and I think the last person they had mentioned was Craven. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, yeah. what was floating through. And I'm like, how can you bring Craven? But I thought I mean, they juggled it so well. Like, they, all the characters, like, all the, you know, you got, what, five villains? Yeah. I mean, literally. Yeah. You have five villains, and then you have three Spider-Mans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like... And it was just jugged incredibly well. And then juggled. you have J. Jonah in the yeah. midst of all this crap. And it's like, and then you have Ned. I mean, like, there was just so many people in this movie, and I'm like, how is this going to work? I mean, like... You're bringing in like way too many fucking people, yeah, to actually get a storyline here, yeah, that's gonna you know, like make sense, yeah, you know, it's gonna have to be like a seven hour movie, yeah, and that was my fear, but I thought they juggled it actually perfectly, yeah. I still would like a little bit more Molina time, but but don't we all? Yeah, and like I said, I, I wish that she was in it, yeah. Um, you know, pipe dream, I know, but I, I still held out hope until the end Spider of the movie. Win. Yeah, I just, I yeah. wanted her to come up. Yeah. I just, I wanted to see her face in a Spider-Man movie again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but, you know, it was handled well. Yeah. But that's what I fear. And so, going into the next, this next phase, you know, I worry. You know, how are you going to introduce the X-Men? Uh, Daredevil's coming to the end of the fold. Who's the next baddie? How are you going to fit the Fantastic Four in? Now you have fucking... Um, Guardians 3. And yeah. then you have... Adam Warlock coming in. Yeah. I mean, there's just... It's blowing my mind right now. You know what I mean? Like, you have so many... There's so many soups coming in right now. Superheroes, or whatever you yeah. want to call them, coming in. I mean... Just with the Fantastic Four and X Men, you have at least twelve. Yeah. 
yeah. Counting Professor, you got 13, 14, 15, you know, Magneto. Um, do you not introduce Magneto because you don't want that same, re- you don't want to rehash that storyline again, but at the same point, you almost have to. You know what yeah, I mean? The, the, you bring in Galactus, you have to bring in Surfer. Yeah. I mean, you bring in the X-Men, Trask is going to have to show up eventually, Wolverine is going to have to show like, how do you saber to... I mean, how are you going to... How are you going to get him in? I guess that's my big big concern. That's a real... I mean, that's a huge problem. Well, I mean, it, if it was Marvel, I'd be looking like, this is kind of a big deal here. I'm sure they are. I mean, especially, like, with the four. I mean, with the, the poor treatment they've received. Oh, you know, so you, many you, terrible, terrible movies. And you just got to get that right. You know, you've got to find a way to get that right. And you, you and you have to make it relevant. Yeah. You know, the only person that's ever remained relevant within the four, well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, <clears throat> Johnny Storm's pretty relevant because of his mutant ability. Yeah. I mean, it's a mutant ability. So, right. I mean, like, we get that. And Stretch, I mean, like, that makes sense. Sort of. Yeah. It's his mind that you're after, not the stretchability. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Sue doesn't make any sense to me. Right. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, how... how it just doesn't. Th- thing does make sense, but you have Hulk. So, I mean, like, how are you going to... Incorporate the two together. I mean, you do it in the, the comics. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, I mean, it, you, you got to find a way to make it work. You're right. And I, I think the important thing is like, you know, I think Marvel knows that. I, I, I think it's one of those things like, you know, I, I think, you know, Kevin Feige's looking at like the poor direction the four have gone. Oh, my God. In three movies. And he's like, I, I've got to get this right. I mean, it has to be like. It has to be good. <laughs> and even with the X-Men, I mean, you know, let's face facts. The last taste you had in your mouth of the X-Men was one of the worst tastes you could have. Dark Phoenix is one of the worst comic book movies I've ever seen. Yeah, agreed. You know what? I haven't even watched the whole thing. <laughs> I don't blame you. I can't, it's, it's hard for me to stomach. Yeah. And that comes off... That comes off Apocalypse. Yeah. Because I was so disappointed in Apocalypse. Yeah. And that, yeah. I mean, trust me. Dark how can you ruin Apocalypse? Yeah, well, yeah. So I mean, of I, all I, characters, I, I think I think more than anybody, Kevin Feige knows there's a redemption that has to take place with the four and the X Men. You know, yeah. And uh, you, you start with the four. You know, and ho- I mean, I. I believe they can get it done. Until it, it, it's kind, of, it's kind of like I'm at this point with Marvel movies, like I am with Alabama football. <laughs> okay, I, I I'm at a point now where I'm just not picking against Alabama football because every time I do, I'm proven wrong. Right. right. So and you know until Marvel truly stumbles and falls, I'm not betting against Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I'm at at this point. Yeah, I just I. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I, I just want. 
the Fantastic Four they did a horrible job with. And we can safely say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did. I mean, there's a lot of redemption there, and I just don't know if you can make the... I worry that you can't make the characters relevant. Right. Because it's outdated. I mean, you know what I mean? In a way, yeah. Um, But you need... In this universe, you need a Reed Richards. Yeah. Um, And so they got to figure that out. Now, with the X-Men... I'm going to give it a little slack, especially the first ones. Well, the first one. Yeah. I'm going to give it a little slack because this is their pretty much their first time going out with something like this. Team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, remember that saber dude? So, what yeah. I'm saying is like, like I'm going to give it some, you know? But... I mean, they did a good they did a good job with a couple of the movies. Yeah, I'll X- have to say, X Men one and two are very good. X Men three is awful. First class is very good. Mm-hmm. Days of Future Past very good. Apocalypse not so much. Oh, and then this and, last one. Yeah, and I'm not even throwing in like the Wolverine movies, which I mean, let's face facts, two of the three are fucking garbage. The only one that's worth a damn was Logan. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I like the one with the Silver Samurai, except for the end. Yeah, I mean, there, there are some moments there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll give you that, but like overall, it, it was like... Ugh. Garbage. Yeah. This is a trash movie. Yeah, but then when you came out with Logan, it was just like... Yeah. How can you make something this good Yeah, and just not make any of the others so good? Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, like... And that's... I worry about that, too. You know, I... You know... What are you going to do with Logan? Well, I mean, the other side of that, too, is like, how far, how, how far along do you have to be before we forget about Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Like, like I mean, how, how far, like, because that's going to be the automatic comparison. Exactly. And then you don't, you don't want... And he did it for so long is the problem. Right. And, and then you don't want to make a movie where... I mean, let's, you know, we've said it before, but let's face facts. I mean, it was always centered around Logan, Professor X, and Magneto. Yeah. I mean, those were your... It was right. always focused around it. Right. With a little bit of sub-beast and a little bit of... Yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean. Um, but... I don't know. I mean, like... You don't want Logan... I'm saying Logan. You don't want Wolverine to be... A sub-character. Right. But at the same time, you don't want him to be... The prime character of the entire series. Right. So it's like you want him to be a team player and stand out just a little bit more than the others, but you don't want him to be taking over the entire film. Right. You know, and that's the problem with Jackman was, no offense to Jackman, because he's really, to me, the only reason those movies succeeded, really. Yeah. Um, You just don't want him being that big of a part in that. I don't know how to explain it. It's a tight Not rope. that I wanted Cyclops. Yeah, but it's a tightrope you have to walk because it's like you can't do an X Men movie without Wolverine, right? But at the same time, you don't want him to take over the franchise, exactly. Like he has done time and time and time again, right? And you know. it needs to be an even balance, right? And it just never has been. I mean, like if anybody was really going to take over the series, 
it should have been Summers. Yeah. But it never happened that way. And and I understand why, but it should have been Scott Summers. I mean, he's the leader. Yeah. Um. But, you know, I don't know. Fox just ruined the X-Men series so long and for so long, I... <laughs> It is a, it's almost a conundrum of the Fantastic Four. Right. I mean, they've ruined um, fucking uh, Storm. Yeah. I mean, ruined. Yeah. And, and that was a major character in the yeah. books. I mean, it's a quite complex character. And it's a really good character. Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then, they, you know, they featured Rogue in. And they almost ruined her. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's very tough. When they chose what's her name to play, um, oh, Phoenix. Um, what am I trying to say? Which version? The latest movie. Okay, the the the, the woman from uh, uh, Game of Thrones. Correct. Yeah. Um, but not Phoenix. It's yeah, Jean Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Yeah. I thought it was the perfect choice. Yeah. I agree. For the age? Yeah. Um, I thought it, it was absolutely the perfect choice. Yeah. Ruined her. <laughs> you, know yeah. I'm, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, I mean, like, like, it's like, but it's, a, it's a, so it's that oddball thing. Quicksilver. Like, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Keep carrying on. You know what I mean? But, but it, so it becomes that oddball thing of, of kind of like, again, like, how far like do you have to wait yeah, exactly. When, before before you can actually reboot this and people forget about, one, the bad taste that was left in their mouth from the last two movies, but also, like I said, like, you know, the reboot of... Because that, that's face facts. Heath Ledger played the Joker in one movie. He is still the standard. Mm-hmm. You know, behind it is Jack. You know, one movie. One movie 30 years ago. Right. Still the standard. Those two are the standard if you're going to play the Joker. Right. And you're going to be held against that no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if you don't live up to their ex- to those two, you suck. Right. And so, like, you know whoever, whoever they cast as Wolverine, it's an unfair comparison. I think the real problem is they made Logan. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean... Because I think if you didn't make Logan, you can... I mean, it would be hard, very hard. Yeah. But it's almost like Logan cemented him in lore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the movie was that good. Yeah. So, I mean, like, how do you get past Logan? It's a hard thing to do. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I think with all the movies, though, you know, I mean... As your main guns, you had you had Patrick Stewart and you had um, Gandalf, Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen, yeah, and you had Hugh Jackman, yeah, and then in the next ones you had um, what's his name, McAvoy, McAvoy, Fastbender, Fastbender. And, and Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. How do you get better than that? It's tough to do. That's what I mean. Like, 
how do you get better than that? I don't I don't know. Because McAvoy was like the perfect Professor X. Yeah. And so was Stewart, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I thought McAvoy was better. Yeah. I know that's sacrilege. That's sacrilege it is. people, yeah. But I felt that McAvoy was just absolute as a young Professor X, I thought he was absolutely the best thing I've ever seen on, yeah. on screen. Like it made sense to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before this. Yeah. Pointing at my head. Yeah. You know, I mean, like the chair, wheelie. But well, like even like I mean I mean there's that moment. And, and, but McAvoy. I mean um Fastbender is fucking oh, yeah. Magneto. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That was Chef's kiss. Hey, wait. Yeah. I, I mean it was better than I mean and I mean, it's no disrespect to Ian McKellum. No. No, not who, play, at all. who played Magneto extraordinarily well. But I mean Fastbender just crushes that. But if you look at Magneto in books, yeah. You know, it wasn't Ian McKellen. It was fucking gray hair and yeah. fucking masculine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was fucking Fastbender. Yeah. With gray or white hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought McKellen did a phenomenal job yeah. as that character. Especially in the second movie. Right. Showing their age. Yeah. At the age that they were. Yeah. But, you know, you want Magneto. Yeah. You have to go with Fastbender. Yeah. Because, to me, comic book-wise, it just matches up better. Yeah. Magneto was Fastbender. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, it just made sense. Yeah. So I worry about that, too. It's like, you have these great actors that did this, and I'm like, oh, my God, do you bring them back? And it's like... I mean, and at this stage of the game, I mean, are you going to bring in and here's, Wheels, Professor X, old and shit? Or, and, you know what I mean? Right. Are you going to bring in... Here's another problem you have, though. Yeah. Okay. Like, how do you update Magneto? Yeah. Because the problem it does become, we're becoming so far away from World War II that you can't have... It, you know... That backstory of his, which makes a ton of sense right. for the character, can't apply any longer. Right, because he'd be like 130 years old. No, yeah, just kidding. yeah. You know you, I mean. But you see what I'm saying, though. Right, I mean, right. you know, you're, you're a 90-year-old man, and you're supposed to be a threat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I care know. if you're the most powerful mutant. I mean, you're going to take a nap at some point. <laughs> you're going to take a nap. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You've got to be tired, Magneto. You know, you've got to empty your colostomy bag at some point. <laughs> exactly. <dude. laughs> so, I mean, that's the problem you're going to run into. So, like, how do you update that character? Right. So that the the motivation remains. Right. Because his motivation was justified. Right. Like, I get his point. Again, what makes the best villain? Somebody who's a point of view can say, eh, I get that. You're kind of right. I don't like how you're going to bot it, but you're, you've made a good point. You know, so, like, how do you update that character so that that justification remains and he's not just a madman who's powerful? Like Doom. Yeah. Right, no, I know. Yeah. I get that. Well, let's just go ahead and wrap this up. Okay. Yeah, because we're at an hour, hour 51 minutes. Hey, well, yeah. You're telling me to pause. I'm like, that's just... Let's, no, let's wrap it up. Yeah. So, is there anything like the added proceedings there, sir? No, I'm good, son. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Uh, you can send us an email. Um, and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just give us a Google search. We're very, very easy to find. Um, 
We are going to be appearing once again at the Nerd Corner. I believe we're aiming for January 22nd. Okay. Um, that'll be when the next time we appear at the Nerd Corner. Uh, so uh, we'll give you more deets as that uh, date approaches. Um, you can also find us, I say we can find us on Facebook and Twitter. I think so. Okay. Well, you can. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. Easy to find. And we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the We Beat Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to check us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough for that. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.